Many religions today are very lax in dealing with the sin of adultery. In this, the 32nd edition of Sound Teaching, we're going to discuss what the Bible has to say and contrast it with modern day attitudes. In a recent issue of the local paper, the religious editor had an article examining the ways that modern-day denominations deal with the sin of adultery. The different methods ranged from a withdrawal of fellowship to a complete acceptance of the sin. There are two things I would like you to especially notice about the attitudes toward adultery. First, the laxness of most of the religions in dealing with it. There were only a few of those surveyed that indicated a willingness to withdraw fellowship from an adulterous individual. Most suggested counseling, but very few were willing to go that final step. Now, there were a few, but even these were unwilling to mark a man publicly and withdraw as commanded in Scripture. One Baptist minister stated that it might be necessary to force one to leave because of the disharmony and problems it might cause in a congregation. But the thought of making a man confess the sin of adultery publicly was, as he put it, terrible. Now you contrast that attitude with Paul's command in 1 Corinthians chapter 5 and verses 4 and 5, where he said, In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when you are gathered together along with my spirit, with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ, deliver such a one to Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. The Corinthians were harboring an adulterer and were glorying in their, their open-mindedness, much like what we see today. But Paul stated that in doing so, they were shaming themselves in the eyes of God. He commanded them to deal with such an individual publicly. Well, the second alarming trend is a willingness to arbitrarily redefine the term adultery. There were several in the article that were openly stating that we should broaden the term adultery to include any unwillingness to honor the contract of marriage. Now, this serves to make the sin more mundane, and it lessens the desire to deal with the sin scripturally. Under Old Testament rule, the sin of adultery was punishable by stoning. Jesus recognized this, and when the woman was brought before him in John chapter 8, found in the very act, he did not deny she was worthy of this punishment. Instead, he commanded that the one without sin cast the first stone. When all left, having been convicted by their own conscience, Jesus said, Woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Now there is no doubt that her sin was sexual in nature. She was unfaithful to her husband, caught in a sexual act with a man who was not her husband. As such, she could rightfully have been stoned to death. Her escape from that death is directly attributable to the mercy of our Lord. Now, the way the Bible deals with the sin of adultery serves to illustrate the serious nature of that sin. You contrast this with the statements of these individuals quoted in this recent article. One stated that adultery should be defined as any failure to fulfill responsibility on the part of either man or wife. For example, a man goes hunting every weekend with his buddies instead of staying home with his wife. Well, under this definition, the man would be guilty of adultery. 
Or a woman does not sufficiently encourage her husband as a helpmeet. She too is guilty of adultery. But notice that such a redefinition does two things. First of all, it robs the act of any sexual connotation. And then additionally, it discourages dealing with the sin. After all, no one wants to withdraw fellowship from a man just because of an occasional hunting trip. And if there is no difference between that and sexual unfaithfulness, then we should not have to withdraw from the sexually unfaithful either. Be careful of anyone who starts an explanation with the statement, well, to me, as in, to me, adultery is, or to me, sin is, or to me, God is. See, it doesn't matter what adultery, sin, or God is to you. What matters is what God says it is, not what you say it is. God defines adultery as unlawful sexual intercourse of a married individual. That is, sexual intercourse with anyone other than that individual's God-approved spouse. Yes, this is just another example of denominations becoming soft on sin, an unwillingness to call immorality what it truly is, and an unwillingness to deal righteously with the rebellious sinner. They simply do not want anyone to think they're judgmental or mean-spirited. But is it only the denominations that have a problem with this? I'd like to close with a quote from a book called Rethinking Marriage, Divorce, and Remarriage, which was written by a man who claims to be a gospel preacher from Oregon. His name is Jerry Bassett. He states, claims, on page 77, that Jesus defines adultery as being something other than unlawful sexual intercourse. In his own words, he writes, to the contrary, Jesus said the very act of marrying another person, which involves the treacherous breaking of an existing covenant, constitutes adultery. And so in redefining adultery, what he does is take the sexual component out of it. He says it's the treacherous breaking of an existing covenant. And in so doing, the writer allows for repentance of this one-time sin and a continuation of the new marriage. You say you're sorry for divorcing your last wife, and then God allows you to keep your new wife. After all, adultery has nothing to do with having sexual intercourse with your new wife. It's the breaking of a covenant. And so, we even have our own brethren redefining words in order to get away from the necessity of dealing with the sin and the consequences of that sin. Now, brethren, we need to take care lest we drift away. Do not allow the sophistry of men to turn you away from the simplicity of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening to this edition of Sound Teaching. The Sound Teaching broadcast is brought to you by the Westside Church of Christ in Fort Worth, Texas. My name is Stan Cox, and I am the evangelist for this family of Christians. For more information about our congregation or to find much more material for your private study, please visit our website at soundteaching.org. That's soundteaching.org. Until next time, we pray God's blessings upon you.